Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's happening, everybody? I'm Brent, and this is the Home Video Hustle where we hustle, motherfucking hustle, especially bonus episodes, because right now I didn't get y'all, at this point, five of them, we done made it to six, because I'm talking about Rocky Balboa, the final Rocky movie. I finally finished them all. I went from not seeing any of these movies to now I am a Rocky expert. Like most people, Stallone wasn't really a big fan of Rocky Five, so I'm sure he didn't want to end his series on that note, so we got Rocky Balboa in 2006. Last one that came out in 1990. I remember this coming out, and I remember having a slight interest in it because I'm like, man, I thought those was some old movies. They're making another one, but I was a big Stallone fan. I just—it's crazy to say that I was a big Stallone fan, but had never seen probably. I wouldn't. I don't know if this would be his biggest series. I mean, I think it would be in, uh, definitely in time because I mean, Rocky One was best picture, so it's got to be his best shit. You know, I think I was more along the lines of like I like the Rambo movies and stuff like that. You know, Demolition Man's one of my favorite movies ever. I even love Tango and Cash, but I never got around to Rocky, which was weird because I love Stallone. I love boxing. Why didn't I get to this shit? Well, I think this movie may be one of the reasons, but not because of the movie. When this came out, you know, like I said, I was watching boxing. You know, my uncle, we, you know, I was sitting watching with him sometime on the weekend. And, you know, in the boxing ring, they would advertise, you know, Rocky, uh, Balboa in theaters or whenever the fuck it came out. And you see ads all over TV. And I was like, huh, I might have to check that out. But then every time I would say that, people were like, nah, man, that's going to suck, man. I'm bringing that old ass shit back, man. That's going to be whack. And it wasn't just like my uncle and everybody saying, like, everybody was saying that. So I was like, I thought people liked the old ones. And they like, people were like, nah, they all right. I never met an enthusiastic Rocky fan. So I just kind of was like, well, I guess I'm going to waste my time then. And since I was not that sour on part five, which everybody hates, I had a feeling like, I think I'll like this one. If I got through part five and didn't hate it, I'm sure six can't be that bad. And things look up just from the numbers because this got a 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb, a 77% from the critics on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 76% from the audience on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's about even sevens. So it can't be that bad. 
right off the jump, I was kind of taken aback because all of these movies have been, I think, distributed through MGM, but all of them were United Artists movies. And I, I think it was part five. Like, I know this is super dumb, but like that fucking UA logo, whenever I would see it, it always just, it always brings me joy. Because I know they got like the one, I think it was the one that in part five, it was the quick one, where it's just like the UA pops on screen, you get the whoosh, and then the little, the little music swell up. And it's like, and little United Artist shit. And I associate that with a lot of old James Bond movies. So as a kid, I love that logo because it's like, oh, we about to see some hype shit. And I know around the GoldenEye era, they had the whole big music fanfare thing with the, the light shining and everything, United Artists. But I didn't like that one as much. I liked the, always liked the UA logo. But then there's another variant, which I think was in one of the Rocky movies. It may have been Rocky Four, where it's like more dramatic and shit, where the, the United Artists, you know, it's got the, I don't even know how to explain it. But it has that logo. You know what? I'm, why am I trying to explain this when YouTube exists? Hold on. <laughs> I can just play it for you. And if you watch a lot of movies, like I do, you probably might recognize what I'm talking about. Okay, so I did see that one. Okay, that's the big music swell when I was talking about with GoldenEye is this one. So that's the that's the that's not in the Rocky movies. That's just the one I was talking about. And I love the first comment says, "Oh, great, Golden Eye starting." They know what's up. But I want to I want the real dramatic one. Like, where's that one at? This one, yeah. This one popped up on one of. Yeah, that one. I can't remember if that popped up in Rocky Five or not. But I remember I saw that shit and I was got so hyped because I hadn't seen that in a while. But there was the other one too. Where's the one? There was like a quick one that just came out like whoosh. Now that one I don't see. I gotta go through a whole logo history to find that one, don't I? Oh no, hold on, is that it? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one right there. That's like um Timothy Dalton era, I'm pretty sure. What what year did that say? 89 94. That's definitely on the old Timothy Dalton tapes, probably. But yeah, I, when I see that UA logo, I I love that logo. So I was kind of like taken aback when you don't get the UA logo with Rocky Balboa. You get the goddamn Columbia logo. And I was like, whoa. I mean, you still got MGM. I don't know what happened behind the scenes with United Artists, but I can't imagine that. Well, I don't even know if United Artists still existed, actually, at that point. Were they still around? I definitely don't see that logo on you. That's a logo I don't. Well, no. As it says, there's one. This is 2007 to 2019. That's the dramatic logo. So they were definitely around in 2006. I wonder what happened with UA. But whatever, that's just like film nerd shit. Y'all don't probably care about none of that. Y'all want to hear about Rocky Balboa. Well, right off the bat, Antonio Tarver is going to play your... I, don't, I, don't, I can't even call him bad guy. For He's going to be Rocky's opponent in this movie. Antonio Tarver is a real guy. And I remember watching him a lot back in the day. In Fight Night Round 2, I'm pretty sure he was a character on there we used to fight. And he's playing a character named Mason Dixon. Mason the Line Dixon. I fucking hate that name. I'm going to just say right off the bat, I hate that fucking name. It is so corny. And I just, they had to make the black dude named Mason Dixon. Whatever. I'm not even going to get into all that. Just let it pass. But he's having a match. He's the champion right now. And he had a championship match. But he's getting booed out the motherfucking arena. And I was like, damn, what's up, what's up with dude? And then the commentators start talking about how, you know, he's being blamed for, like, the decline in boxing and the prestige and everything. Like, he's fighting a bunch of, basically, he's doing what Rocky was doing. In part three, unknowingly, at least in his case, where Mickey was purposely setting him up with a bunch of bums, easy targets. 
uh, what was the setups? It was setup fights, and they saying that that's basically what your man uh, Dixon is doing. He's fighting a bunch of bums, and it's like there's there's no real excitement going on. And that, unfortunately, that's kind of really, in a way, what happened with boxing. It just stopped being a lot of fanfare. Stopped being a lot of you know big draws, maybe. And then uh, MMA also UFC didn't help either. Because, you know, UFC got super popular, and that's kind of what everybody gravitated to. So boxing is still around, but it's just got nowhere near the fucking attention. Like, I don't even think HBO Boxing exists no more, unfortunately. I used to fucking love HBO Boxing. I feel like I just I miss those old days of boxing, man. Like, on Saturday nights, I could just sit there and just watch the fights, man. I miss that so fucking much, man. I know there's, like, top-ranked boxing and everything on ESPN, but... Uh, I don't know, like like they're saying in this movie, and this is all the way back in 2006, bro, and I was actually still fucking with it back then. What they're talking about in the movie is what it feels like now, where there's not a whole lot of big draws, and, you know, I've kind of, like, I, it, UFC is cool, I watch MFC, but I never can get into MFC, MFC, UFC, as much as I get into boxing. I don't know what it is. So, but that's basically happening here. So that's what's setting up your boy Mason, and then back, you know, at home in Philly, Rocky, is still living in the same spot that uh, him and Adrian that went back to in part five. He got his turtles back. He got Cuff and Link, his turtles back, which is cool. But Adrian dead as fuck. Now, I wondered, I had to look this up. I was like, did Talia Shire just not want to come back for this movie? Or was it just more thematically, you know, for the, the storyline that she died? And it ended up being more for the storylines. I guess there was an original version where she was here. But I guess Stallone felt, you know... To bring Rocky, you know, to an emotional level downwards a little bit back you know, home to earth or home to earth, down to earth. I guess he just felt like it'd be better if she was gone. But at the same time, you know, Talia Shire might not be here, but Adrian is all over this fucking movie, man. Like later we find out he has a restaurant called Adrian's. And when he drives and they show him in his car, there's like a picture of Adrian there. And then later on in the movie, a character brings him a picture of Adrian before the big fight. She gets mentioned a lot. They go to her gravesite multiple times. So it's Adrian... I guess, yeah, no, no pun intended. She's here in spirit, even though she's not here in the flesh. So Talia Shire is here, but not, you know, just like, I kind of like it in a way. You know, fuck it, I'm going to just skip ahead a little bit while we're already talking about her. Because, you know, in the Rocky movies, it was always, you know, oh, I want to go fight. And then she's like, oh, well, you shouldn't fight. You don't have nothing to prove. You know, in one movie, it's like, oh, you got a kid on the way. And another was like, oh, you got brain damage. You know, it was always something. And But now... You know, that might sound cruel, but it's like, now you don't got that block in front of you. It's like, you don't got nobody telling you to stop. That plot point was, it had been used multiple times. And if they had her here and the whole thing was like, oh, Rocky, you shouldn't do it. Like, that would have been annoying. It's like, you can only do that so many times before it gets annoying. So if that was what she was going to do, then I'm glad she did. <laughs> as cruel as that may sound. Because at least we don't have that same thing happening again. And the kid ain't there either. The kid is a lot older now. And we'll find out later that he got it. Well, I'll just say it now. Fuck it. Because it's the next thing that happens, I'm pretty sure. Rocky goes to meet up with the kid because Paulie's ass is still here, though. And so him and Paulie are at Adrian's gravesite. He's like, oh, your kid should be here. So he goes to meet up with the kid, and he's working at a job. He, I don't, they never flat out say what it is. He's doing something. Like, I don't know if he's like a, he's just like a real suit and tie type job. Like an accountant or something like that. I don't know. Number cruncher, because I think they said something about the numbers. Because he got a bitch-ass boss that come up, and the boss is like, no, of course, right in front of everybody, like, talking down to him and shit. And Rocky see it, but Rocky, you know, ain't going to be all up in your man business like that. So he kind of stepped to the side. But then he st they start talking, and then the little bitch-ass boss come over, like, oh, I've been telling you to introduce her. And he, like, makes his homie take a picture and everything. So 
I thought Rocky was. I'm surprised Rock didn't say nothing. But he probably didn't want to fuck his son's job up either. You could tell. You could tell he wanted to. Like, hey, little bitch, nigga, like something like that. But he ain't do it though. But yeah, he he tells little son's son to come home or not to come. I'm sorry, to come over to the restaurant. Like I said, Adrian's that Rocky got now. And it's crazy because over in uh, Adrian's, the um, what would you call it? A hostess is there. She's pregnant. Well, a pregnant woman because she's gonna disappear halfway through the movie. That's why I mentioned that. But she's like pointing at this dude and she's like, hey, you know, your friend over here, you know, he over here eating and chilling and whatever. And he's like, oh, that's just the homie Spider Rico. And I was like, damn, now I actually brought Spider Rico back. Because if y'all remember, I don't know if I mentioned it a whole lot in the first review, but Spider Rico was the first dude you saw Rocky ever beat in the ring when they was like in there calling him bums and shit. And I didn't realize I had to look it up. That's actually the same actor and everything. It's an actual real boxer. And uh, so I was like, oh, OK, that's what's up. So you got to still getting homies employed and everything. So that was cool to see. But of course, you know, the son ends up not showing up anyway. So so instead, him and Paulie, they go back out and reminisce. And you go to like the old ice rink that him and Adrian skated in in the first movie. And it's being torn. Or no, it's not even being torn out. It is torn down. And he's sitting there reminiscing. And the whole time, Paulie just keep, you know, saying shit in the background. I legit shout out. I was like, shut the fuck up, Paulie. Like, goddamn, bro. Like, my man sitting here trying to just reminisce, you know. Love of my life is gone, and I'm sitting here and I'm trying to figure out what to do with the sun and this restaurant and everything. And Paulie just like, oh, what did he say? He's like, you gotta change the channel, right? You gotta keep moving forward. It's like, man, let that nigga grieve for a minute. They never really, I don't think they said how long she been gone, but they're acting like it's not been that long. I didn't see what the year said on the gravestone either, but the way it plays out is like she ain't been gone too long. So it's like, man, let that boy grieve, man. Shut the fuck up, Paulie. Cause he is he's he's back to being slightly annoying again in his movie too. We'll talk about. It. But Rock go to the old bar that he frequented in the first movie, and he actually runs into Marie. Didn't talk about her much, but Marie is actually a callback from the first movie. There was a little girl that he walked home because she was staying standing there with a bunch of like you know little hoodlums, little narrow dwells, and he was telling her like, "Oh man, you shouldn't be out here hanging with these bums, man. You know, you're smoking cigarettes, man. You gonna end up like them on the streets, and he ain't got nothing, man. You getting." You know, associate yourself with a better crowd. And she basically tells him, you know, fuck off, creep, or something like that. And then you never really saw her again. Except you technically do see her in part five, I read. Because she was supposed to have a character or a scene or something in part five where she ended up being a prostitute. So I guess Rocky, she didn't follow Rocky's advice in that movie. But that part got cut out. But technically, in the end, Street Fight with Tommy Gunn, she is there. That character's there. They just don't call it out to her because that scene that she was in got edited out. But of course, you can't really edit her out of the whole you know, street fighting crowds. So she's technically there, but they don't mention it. So it's non-canon, I guess, that she was a prostitute unless, you know, she's doing the bartending job after that. I don't know. But she's in the bar and talking to Stallone. They catching up and everything. He don't remember her at first and then he finally does. And there was some fucking rat rats at the other side of the bar that come over there. And I think they're trying to hustle Stallone in the bottom drinks and Stallone is like, nah. No, she started going hard on homie talking all kind of smack. And he just like, yeah, whatever. Fuck away from me. And then, of course, they go back outside and the girls. And, no, there was a dude with him. It's like, I don't know if that was a pimp or what it was, but he came out there talking shit. And to uh, the old girl, because Stallone was giving her a ride home. And Rock, oh, I keep saying Stallone. Rocky was going to give her a ride home, but he ended up going over there checking the shit out of dude in front of the girls. He's like, bro, well, you need to apologize. Made that bitch motherfucker apologize. And then they banged out. Come to find out, she got a son and he had black. Didn't expect that. And he had a, uh, I think she said dad was like Jamaican or some shit. He's an island brother. I can't remember which one. It was like, I don't, I don't remember. It was something. I think I think Jamaican is what she said. Because he was like, well, were you on a cruise? Or, and she was like, nah. And he's like, oh. 
And they don't really say no more than that. I think that the homie's name, I can't remember what his real name was, but his nickname was Steps. Like, I can't remember, I can't remember what his actual name was, but even Rocky was like, Steps? Like, what the fuck? I did read that a lot of this conversation was improvised on the in on the set, too. So that's why it feels like it. Just like a normal, regular-ass conversation. Don't feel scripted, and that's because it wasn't. But I was laughing to myself because I'm like, God damn it, man. You got a black dude named Mason Dixon, and then you make her have a half-black kid, and, of course, the dad ain't there. It's like, God damn it, Stallone. <laughs> you son of a bitch. You still my man's, but God damn it. But, again, whatever, because he doesn't barely plan to... I didn't know what I expected from this character because they have this whole scene talking about her son. Oh, my son. He's like, oh, I can offer your son a job or something. I thought it was going to be, well, I guess you don't want to repeat that either. But I thought it was going to be some type of, I don't know, like part five redo where, you know, part five, you know, the son was frustrated about Tommy Gunn taking all the Rockies' attention. I thought maybe he's going to try and, you know, use her son to try and, you know, bolster him up and then the real son was going to be salty about it or something. I thought they was going to just redo that plot point, but they don't. This guy just has absolutely no fucking bearing on the plot whatsoever, pretty much. But he invites him over to dinner, hands him in the car to the restaurant and everything. Mason Dixon about to get real salty, though, because the homies at his crib is watching ESPN. They have some show on there. It's not a real show, but it's called Then and Now. And they're like using... It's, it kind of reminds me of Deadliest Warrior, if you remember that show from Spike TV, where they would like computer simulate like who would win in a fight. And they're doing the same thing. They're like, oh, let's pit Mason Dixon up against one of the best heavyweight champions, Rocky Balboa. And so they simulate the fight exactly like uh, Delius Horror, actually, now I think about it. And of course, you know, Rocky Balboa ends up winning and everybody laughing and everything. So Mason Dixon is not happy about this shit. But your boy Rocky also saw that broadcast and it awoke something in him. As he'll tell Paulie later, you know, I got this beast inside. I need to unleash this beast, man. So he's like, fuck it. I'm going to go try and get my uh, boxing license back. And the son is like, no. The son has a whole outburst on homie. He's like, bro, look, I already live under your shadow. Everybody already look at me and see you and everything. And now you're going to go back and do boxing again. And then you're going to probably most likely get your old ass beat. So then I'm going to have to live with that now, too. Is that what you really want? Why you want to keep hurting me, pops? And he gives him a whole speech. Basically, tell him like, hey, man, look. Whatever you let motherfuckers do and say to you is what you let them do, motherfucker. You ain't got to let nobody do or say shit. You do what you want to do. Do It's fucking Devin the dude. Pretty much do what the fuck you want to do. Say what the fuck you want to say. Fuck these niggas. Basically, excuse my language, but fuck them is what Rocky pretty much tells him. And then, of course, the son looks at it because he's like, think about it. I gotta, I'm hanging out with a bunch of people I don't really fucking like probably like that. I'm just hanging around them just because I feel like I'm supposed to. And, and then I got my boss that's acting like a hoe. You know, peoning me out in front of everybody. So he stopped and think about that. Like, yeah, I'm in. Nah, nah, nah. I need to live for me. Fuck these people. And we'll find out more about that later on. It's really good advice, honestly. Like, the shit, the little speech Stallone gives is real shit in the movie. Like, honestly. Like, I I felt that. I'm like, yeah, homie. <laughs> Fuck them people. Nah, I'm going to see if I can find that shit. I'm going to just let it ride. I'm going to let it play. I like this so much. I'm about to let it ride on here. Let's get it. You know, living with you, it hasn't been easy. People see me, but they think of you. Now with all this going on, this is going to be worse than ever. It don't have to be. No, sure it does. Why? You got a lot going on, kid. Oh, what, my last name? 
That's the reason I got a decent job. That's the reason why people deal with me in the first place. Now I start to get a little ahead. I start to get a little something for myself, and this happens. Now I'm asking you as a favor not to go through with this, okay? This is only gonna end up bad for you, and it's gonna end up bad for me. You think I'm hurting you? Yeah, in a way you are. That's the last thing I ever wanted to do. I know that's not what you want to do, but that's just the way that it is. Don't you care what people think? Doesn't it bother you that, that people are making you out to be a joke and that I'm going to be included in that? Do you think that's right? Do you? You ain't going to believe this. But you used to fit right here. I'd hold you up to say to your mother, this kid's going to be the best kid in the world. This kid's going to be somebody better than anybody ever knew. And you grew up good and wonderful. It was great just watching every day. It was like a privilege. Then the time come for you to be your own man and take on the world, and you did. But somewhere along the line, you changed. You stopped being you. You let people stick a finger in your face and tell you you're no good. And when things got hard, you started looking for something to blame, like a big shadow. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is gonna hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, now go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. I'm always going to love you no matter what. No matter what happens. You're my son, you're my blood. You're the best thing in my life. But until you start believing in yourself, you ain't gonna have a life. Don't forget to visit your mother. That's what I'm saying. Real shit right there. Like, I don't even need to say no more. The scene is, is done. So we're gonna move right on. I don't know what the exact age Rocky's supposed to be. I'd imagine he's supposed to be like in his 50s or something right now. So, of course, the boxing commission is like, yeah, no, bro. You get no, uh, what's it like? You get denied your license. And then he does another speech to the, the boxing commission that makes them turn around and be like, you know what? Yeah, fuck it. Go ahead, do it. Why not? Because that's one thing about Rocky. They play him like he a goofy motherfucker, but he definitely can, he can talk his ass off when he wants to. At least in this movie, for sure. He's giving out speeches like crazy in this one. And Dixon is like, you know, they telling his peoples are telling him like, bro, don't do this fight. Don't don't waste your time. Don't whatever. And he's, of course, like, nah, fuck that. I want it. I want to do it. Your boy Rocky offers uh, Marie that job as a hostess because, like I was saying earlier, the hostess that he had, she was pregnant. So she off on maternity leave. So now you got her in there and he even got her son. I think her son is. Is he working there, too? I thought he was doing something in there. Like I said, the son is such a non-factor. I don't even remember what the hell he was doing no more. But then the homie Paulie ends up getting laid off because he was working at the, the meatpacking plant like in the original movie. And he gets laid off and he comes and makes a scene at the restaurant. And 
But I mean, he makes a big scene with him and Rocky talking to Ali, and he to, he gives Rocky a little bit of you know inspiration. So like I said, they they play Paulie like he Paulie's annoying as fuck, but at, I guess at the same time he does like offer Rock some little advice here and there, like you know back him up and shit. So I guess at times like I, fuck Paulie, but at the same time I was like, Ugh, okay, sure. We at this press conference, and at the press conference, you, it's not really. Super heated, like usually in these things. Basically, Mason Dixon is get. It's actually, you know, I take that back. It ain't Rocky and Mason going at each other. It's the fucking uh, reporters going at Mason Dixon. Like they are blazing him. Like I think they threw a couple of little bull joints at Rocky, and he kind of just played off because Rocky, like, man, whatever, bro. But Mason Dixon is taking all of it to heart because they keep calling him like a coward, paper champion, all them type of terms that fighters don't like to hear. So he get mad. And he just steps up to the mic and is like, man, look, be ready to fight, basically. And this, I'm a, you know, what Andrew just walks off. I don't think he says nothing crazy, actually. But, yeah. Like I said, he had the pep talk with the son. And he even actually gets the son to finally, keeps, you know, they have another little talk. And he ends up at the grave site with him. You know, he tells him, like, hey, man, I quit that job, bro. I'm here for you, Pops. If you got a fight, I want to be there in your corner. So, you know, now it's like, all right, well, time to get that montage in. Because you actually get Duke back. And I found out I was not tripping. Because Rocky Five, there was a character named Duke that was uh, the fake Don King. And I was like, well, maybe I miss her. Maybe I misremember something. Because I thought Apollo's Creed, Apollo Creed's trainer that he inherited, I thought his name was Duke. But I was like, it can be Duke then because this guy is Duke. Why would there be two characters named Duke? There were two characters named Duke. I wasn't tripping. That shit was dumb. And I also found out because I was telling y'all in Rocky Four, or in Rocky Five, I'm sorry. But uh, the kid, remember in Rocky IV, the kid was supposed to be like fucking like nine years old. And then like when they come back home, he's like 14. That was pre- that's pretty much a common complaint with Rocky V is they're like, yo, the kid grew like five years in like a week or however long they were gone, like a month. So it was highly noticeable back then too. So I'm not tripping. I'm glad to know like I wasn't bugging about Rocky V. There was a lot of continuity errors in Rocky V. And like I said, naming the dude Duke. When the trainer's name was actually Duke, had me confused because I thought I was misremembering names. I thought maybe I somehow like saw something from Rocky Five and just confused black people. <laughs> but no, I know my black people, goddammit. He just gave them both the same name for some reason. And you see it because in the press conference, his name is Duke on the, uh, the title card in front of him. So I was like, all right, well, that was just a dumb choice then. So I'm glad I got that clarified. But yeah, you get your one training montage. Pretty much he's training and he's... You know, hanging out with the people. They're both training. I shouldn't say just Rocky. They are both training. And Rocky is doing his thing like usual. And then uh, they get to the weigh-in. And Dixon actually threatens Rocky after it's all over. He tells him, like, yo, man, we going... Because it's supposed to be just an exhibition. It's not like a title fight or nothing. And they're saying he's saying, like, yeah, you know, ain't no reason we got to hurt each other. You know, we go out there, we put on a show, and then we go home. He's like, but if you hit me, if you hurt me, I'm knocking your ass the fuck down. And Rocky just kind of like, okay, bro. <laughs> As we already know, Rocky ain't about to just go in there and dance around. Marie comes in there and brings him a picture of Adrian. Like, you know, put her in. She should be in your corner. I know I thought you might want to see her. And there's this, I don't know what the fuck Marie's character really was. Because I thought it was going to be weird. Because it's almost played like they were going to have like a, a love story. And it is called out. Like, Stallone even says, like, hey, like, I don't know what you think this is. But, you know, she's gone. But she's still with me. She's still my wife. So, Basically calling out like, yo, we not about to fuck or nothing like that if that's what you want. And she's even like, oh, yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, and like she probably, nah, I don't know. I don't know if there's a secret part of her that was trying to smash the whole time. But it was a weird dynamic with them characters. I didn't know what the hell they were going for because it wasn't really like a 
father-daughter thing, like how in the original movie, he was like walking her home and trying to give her some life lessons. But there was a couple of times where them eyes looked like them was hungry eyes on some fucking dirty dance and shit. Like, I don't, I don't know what that character was or if there was some rewrites or something like that. But it was real fucking weird, man. I couldn't figure out the whole movie, like what, you know, was going on. I'm like, it, by the end of the movie, are they going to fall in love? It's, but then again, I'm like, that's weird. Because in the first movie, like I said, he was probably like 20-something. And she was like, what, 10 or 11, 12, some shit like that. So I was like, would that be weird? I think so. So I was like, where are we going with this? And apparently we're going nowhere. They're just real good friends. I guess, you know, if a guy and a girl in the movie don't have to be in a relationship, they don't got to be fucking, they can't just be friends. And that's, I guess, what they are here. So, hey. And I got to say, this is probably my favorite fight in all of the Rocky movies. And it's just my preference personally. Honestly, it's just me. Because I was saying, like, especially around this time, I used to watch HBO boxing a lot. And this ain't filmed like a movie fight. This is filmed like an HBO boxing event. They got the graphics. It even, like, the opening, and it opens up on, you know, oh, fuck, where they fighting. They were, out, were they in Vegas? I forget what it was, but they were, like, they, the sky shot that they always start with. And then you got the three, uh, oh, fuck, I can't think of their names right now. God damn it. Oh, fuck, I know one of them is Max Kellerman. Can't remember the other two dudes' names right now. But it's, like, the actual HBO boxing dudes. They got like the Chiron graphics at the bottom of the screen with the title. I mean, the title, the um, the time. And then it goes like when they're showing like the crowd and everything, they're kind of using like regular like theatrical film cameras. But then when they're actually in the ring and like looking at the fighters, they got the over the shoulder handheld joints like the actual boxing fight. Man, I fucking loved all that. Like I said, it just brought me right back to sitting in my grandma's house watching HBO boxing late at night on the weekends. It was the best. I loved it, man. And they're walking out to the ring. I'm pretty sure Mason Dixon had a 3-6 Mafia song playing. But then I guess Paulie had it set up so that uh, High Hopes by Frank Sinatra played. Because even Rocky was like, yo, where the fuck this come from? Very unfighter-ish song to come out to. But I think other fighters have done that where they use, like, you know, not the typical type of hype music. Because, you know, you hear 3-6 Mafia, it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody would want to think to probably play Frank Sinatra, especially that song, <laughs> you know, as they come out. But it works. And it worked for the singers, you know, high hopes. All that people are hopeful that Rocky is gonna go out there and do his damn thing and not get knocked out with like the first punch. And I popped again because you got Michael Buffer doing a let's get ready to run all that shit. And then you got Mike Tyson was out in the audience as like a, just a uh, spectator. And him and uh, Mason Dixon have a little, you know, trash talk session, I guess you can call it, where they button heads a little bit. And then if the fight starts, and but and I, I wondered. Cause I'm like, I wondered if just if it's because this is like a real deal boxer. Like Tarver was a fucking champion. I don't know. I can't remember if it was 06 if he had the belt as this came out or not. But he was a champion. And I'm like, this fight looks real. I mean, and it's not even just the way they film. It's not because it's filmed with the HBO boxing crew. It looks real. And come to find out, it's not only because of the, he's a real boxer and everything. They're really fucking hitting each other. <laughs> like I guess Stallone was like, hey, look. Just do it like a real fight. Fuck it. And I think I did read that he actually knocked out Stallone at one point. He hit him a little bit too hard and knocked his ass the fuck out. But yeah, it's like, that's why, another reason why it's probably my favorite, not only because of the HBO boxing vibe, but because it's, it looks like a fight. It doesn't look theatrical. It doesn't look filmed. It doesn't look anything like that. It looks like I'm sitting there watching HBO boxing. Dixon ended up winning the first round. Round two, Dixon, I gave it to, like, I'm looking at it like a judge watching. I'm, I would give it to Dixon in that round. You know, Rocky started to come back in the second half. But Mason Dixon also broke his fucking head. Because there's a time he punches Stallone, and he goes like, ah, and he leans over. And then, of course, 
And Duke is like, get in there, get it, fuck him up. And they start bombing him a little bit. And so they, his trainer tells him, like, at the end of that round, like, yo, man, look, it's going to numb up. And when it numbs up, you bomb his ass. So, like, we ain't stopping the fight because your hand is, bro. You got enough padding on that shit. Swing, homie. And then from round three all the way to round 10, because now it's actually 10 rounds. It's not 15 or 12 even, because it's not a title fight either. Round 10 comes up. There was a montage that, you know, just showed all the ass whooping and everything. And I like the montage because they do some... Uh, some fuckery with the editing because it's like it goes to black and white at times but then they they bring out the color in like the red so he's like it's black and white but you see the blood on his face and like the yellow of the sun's uh uh like shirt or jacket whatever he's wearing in the corner but around 10 you know there's not a ton of bad blood ain't no taylor swiffing in here because mason dixon's at the beginning of the round walks with the rock he's like man you a crazy old man and rocky's like oh you'll get there kid and they had their fight I think, yeah, this is the first time in a Rocky movie we actually get a decision. Like, there was no knockout. There was no solid victory here. They actually go to a decision from the judges, and it's actually split. So the one judge, of course, went for Dixon, and then the other judge went for Rocky. And actually, your boy Rocky, he wasn't even that pressed about it because, like, him and his crew were already walking down the aisleway when they were giving out the winners. So when they said Rocky, Mason Dixon was like, what? And then uh, when they... They show Rocky at the end of the the walkway about to go to the back, and then you hear the third name was, you know, it was for Dixon. So Dixon won the match. Rocky didn't win. But I, I guess it's almost a scenario like the first movie where it's like, you know, the goal wasn't really to, you know, beat the fuck out of the young dude. It was mainly just to go in there and get, like he said earlier, that beast out of his system. He wanted to get it all out of him. And he did that. And, you know... It kind of is a win-win for both of them. That's why I think there wasn't a lot of bad blood and beef between each other because Rocky went out there and did his thing and showed that he still got it. He had that one last good fight that everybody can remember now. And then the homie went out there and proved that he can go toe-to-toe 10 rounds with one of the best of all time, and he still won the fucking match. So, it's like I said, it's all good for both of them. It shouldn't be no reason neither one of them be mad. And that's why even at the end, you know, he lost, you know, Rocky... You know, throws a hand up in the air. They're chanting Rocky's name as he walks out because he's leaving. But he even he stops and turns around and, you know, I guess just soaks it all in one last time. Gives everybody that last little Polaroid moment. And I think he gives somebody some dap or something in the crowd. And the, the uh, what do you call that shit? To zoom in. <laughs> and it's still shot happens. But there is one more scene left after that because you go back to Adrian's grave one more time. He's leaving her flowers and everything. He just like kneels next to it. And he says, yo, Adrian, we did it. And then he walks off and it frees frames with him walking away. And then it kind of like it does a fade where he disappears. But the grave and everything else stood there. But Rocky fades away. And that was pretty much the movie. That was Rocky Balboa. But as the credits go over, you know, over the credits, there's a bunch of shots of, you know, just regular people, everybody, kids, adults, everybody having fun, running up those steps and doing like Rocky poses at the top or some girls are even doing like the little leg dance. I don't know what the fuck that's called. Is it can-can or some shit like that? I don't know what it's called, but where you kick the legs up in there, that rocket shit. They ain't no kids. They're up there acting like they're, you know, shadow boxing and everything. Everybody's having fun. And then there's a final shot of Rocky at the top from behind. And I think, I can't remember if he's posing or if he's just standing. I think he's doing a little pose and it's like bright outside. And then, you know, the sun fades away and it gets dark. And I guess, you know, that's your boy Rocky. They sunsetted your boy. Like, this is the end of the story. Rocky Five, I guess, happened technically, but we're going to ignore that. This is the end of the saga. Until Creed, I guess. But of the stories with Rocky as the main character, this is your man. We sunsetting your homie right here. Even though I did hear that uh, there was a Rocky Seven plan, but I guess it's just not going to happen because, I don't know, producers and money and companies and whatever. I just saw on uh, Instagram that Stallone put up a, 
I don't think it was a script, but he put up some like treatment or description of something he wrote down on some paper about like, you know, what the seventh Rocky movie would have been. But honestly, I feel if it's got to end, just end it here. That was a pretty decent ending to it all. And then you got the Creed movies afterwards. So I'm sure, you know, he's not the main character anymore. Like you get enough of the story afterwards. I'll find out because those are next. Those are what I'm going to do after the Rocky movies. But as far as Rocky series is concerned, raps. We finished it. We did it. Yo, Adrian, we fucking did it, man. And if I had to give Rocky Balboa a score out of 10, I would give it a seven. I would like this movie. I actually really did like this movie. It had moments where it kind of, you know, I wanted it to get to the point just slightly bit, a slight bit quicker. But other than that, no, this was actually pretty good, man. Like for a movie that came out like 16 or some years after the last one and the last one being kind of meh, it was pretty good. Like this is like I was saying, this is a way better note to end the series on in part five you know like i said i didn't hate part five but this is still a way better one because like i said it doesn't end the street either it ends in the fucking ring where it started at and there's so many callbacks to the first one again because i don't know if i said it but it's the director of the first movie too so you got him back so a seven out of ten for me rocky balboa is pretty good man so saying that since i'm at the end now how would i rate all six of the rocky movies well it was pretty easy to rank them actually now i think about it because I, li- I like the ones I liked a lot, and the ones I thought were cool, they were cool. So it's kind of easy. It's not really a... Well, I would say my number one spot was a little bit difficult because Rocky 2 and 4 are my favorite of the whole you know, saga, the whole six movies. And I was thinking about it, and I'm like, the one that I have like the most feeling for, the one that I have the most, you know, had the most entertainment factor out of for me personally was part two. So of all the six movies, Rocky 2 is actually my favorite of the Rocky movies. And then if I had to go down the list, Rocky 2 is my favorite. Rocky uh, 4 is my second favorite. The original takes the number three spot. Uh, this movie is number four. Number three is right there at five. And then Rocky 5, of course, is at the bottom. You know, I didn't hate it. It still is the, you know, the least enjoyable one of them all. I'm sure part three might shock some people being in like the second to last place. But like I said, three was fine. But I just I like these ones better. That's pretty much all I can say about it. three was cool. I just like two, four, one, and six better. So yeah, I would I would actually put this above part three. I actually really like this movie. So there it is, folks. I hope you enjoyed this little journey we've been on, man. Cause this was pretty fun to record. It's, it was nice doing these little, you know, sub 60-minute podcasts, just getting to the movie and getting out and actually being able to, you know, finally see something that everybody knows about, everybody loves, and you know, something I just had a huge memory gap. Well, not memory gap, but knowledge gap on. That ends the Rocky series. Or does it? Come back for Creed. And maybe something else. I'm not sure yet. We'll see what happens. But on that note, I got one thing left to tell you. Other than thank you for listening. I got to tell you that I'm Brent. Yes, sir. Have a good rest of whatever day you listen to this on. If you listen to it day one, shout out to you. But if you listen to it at all, also shout out to you. I had a lot of fun going through Rocky, man. I'm glad to have finally got all these movies in got them knowledge uh holes filled in i can finally get that damn six blu-ray blu-ray set six blu-ray blu-ray set from under my tv stand because i got a lot of blu-rays to watch and that was one pack that had six movies in it i finally got them out the way and that's what i'm saying stuff like that we can get it in man because there's a lot of stuff under there that you guys might want to hear me talk about i'm looking dead ass at this apocalypse now final cut sets that may be one for you because that's a bigger movie I have seen it before I've never seen the final cut though I like the way that beat went with that 
I got Flash Gordon down there on 4K. I ain't never seen that before. I got the Howling down there. I ain't never seen the Howling. That's another series. I've never seen any Howling movie all the way through before. So that's another one. I got Tenet down there on 4K. I ain't looked at ever. It's stuff down there. So like I said, I got the Purge set down there. We did one of them on the podcast. I've seen one of them outside of the podcast. We'll figure something out. But until next time, peace.